Welcome to Health Unchained. For episodes 35 to 42, I spoke with startups that are not actually using blockchain technology in their businesses, at least not yet. These are health technology companies that are part of the Mass Challenge Health Tech Competition or were previously involved in a startup accelerator program. On June 25, 2019, I attended the impressive 2019 Mass Challenge Health Tech Finale event in Boston where I met with these entrepreneurs and we discussed their businesses and their health industry insights. We also scratched the surface of how distributed ledger technology could potentially provide additional value to their users. I had a great time at this event and would like to thank the entire Mass Challenge staff for the awesome opportunity and their great hospitality. You're all doing great work supporting innovation in the healthcare space. I'm looking forward to seeing more blockchain technology companies in your future health tech cohorts. Mass Challenge Health Tech brings a startup-friendly approach to accelerating the impact of digital health solutions. Applications for the 2020 program will open September 2019, with finalists chosen in December. The startup competition is from January to June 2020. Startups get free office space, more than $250,000 in equity-free prizes, structured goals and milestones management process help from a thriving community, and all startup finalists are matched with corporate champions who support the entrepreneurs throughout the entire process. 2019 champions include AARP, Accenture, Boston Children's Hospital, Cerner, Cisco, Humana, Massachusetts Health Policy Commission, Microsoft, Optum Ventures, Philips HealthWorks, Sanofi, Vertex, and over a dozen more. This is such a great opportunity. I encourage you, if you believe that you have a startup in the healthcare space, you should apply to Mass Challenge Health Tech this year. And finally, one announcement uh, for my listeners. If you are new to the healthcare blockchain space, you should check out the show notes for a link to a Udemy course for non-technical healthcare professionals. Don't hesitate to sign up. There is real value in understanding blockchain's potential impact in healthcare. You can even use my special discount promo code DOGUM2019 for 75% off the regular price of the course. I truly enjoyed speaking to all the entrepreneurs at the Mass Challenge Health Tech finale, and I hope that you enjoyed my conversations too. All right. Hi, I'm here with Mike from The Mighty. Hey, Mike, could you uh, quickly kind of introduce yourself, your background, and describe your organization? Yes. Uh, so my name is Mike Porath. Um, I am the founder and CEO of The Mighty. The Mighty is the world's largest uh, health community. So it's a, a group of uh, nearly 3 million people now who are sharing their experiences around facing um, any number of different health conditions um, and really helping each other more than anything else. Um, so my background... I started the company about five years ago, but for most of my career, uh, I was a journalist. So I worked at uh, ABC News, NBC News, New York Times, um, and I think that you know what I got out of that. I was I'm kind of a natural storyteller. Like that's that was my, my main skill set, I think. And um, uh, along the way, as I was growing my career professionally, I've got uh, my wife and I have three kids and another on the way now. Our our first child. Um, was diagnosed when she was a little over two with a very rare disease called dupe 15 q syndrome. And what that means for her is she's autistic. Uh, most kids with this uh, have seizures, um, all sorts of other things, you know, major cognitive delays. And um, what, for my wife and me, what we 
you know, our, our experience was that we got the most help by connecting with other people. It wasn't reading, you know, medical information on websites as much as it was connecting with people that were also kind of dealing with a lot of the, you know, these issues. We learned so much from those people. And um, so the idea behind the Mighty was, could we build a platform that would connect, you know, people um, and just making navigating all of these things much easier, just helping with all the day-to-day -day issues um, and solving for some of the emotional needs, just, you know, feeling less alone, uh, feeling, you know, connected. Other people, have, you know, are in your shoes as well. Um, so the Mighty is really, uh, um, unlike a Facebook, which is really a network more of your friends and family, the Mighty is a network of people uh, who are generally complete strangers, but who um, really bond over the shared experiences they have around health. And just to get a sense of, you know, the, the size of this problem, uh, on Facebook, there are actually multiple groups that attempt to do something like this. How many groups? Yep. You, I think we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, so there's about 6 million groups on Facebook uh, that are focused on health. Um, and so that's where a lot of this is happening today. When we got started, I looked at a lot of the um, you know healthcare communities that were out there, and um, the truth is we you know we surpassed a lot of them pretty quickly, mainly because um, a lot of people that approached this problem looked at it from how do we build the tech to enable these connections when uh, and then struggled really to get users. And so we looked at it first as how do we get you know how do we actually. Um, help people and we started with content you know uh, store we learn from stories we connect around you know p other people's experiences and so by starting with the content side we were able to build the community I think much faster and then after we got that going um, which again the pieces of content that we produce get viewed over a hundred million times a month now um, and That's so amazing. yeah so that once we got really that going and, and growing then it was a matter of um, really investing in the technology side so that we could build a true platform where you know, essentially to us what that means is giving people the tools to do all the things that they want to do in terms of connecting with people, sharing their, their experiences, their stories, all of those things. Um, and so for us, again, the stories helped uh, build the community and then, um, and then we gave folks the tools by building the tech. Um, and in the case of Facebook, I think um, look, it's it's a platform that you know a couple billion people are on, mm -hmm. and so it's a natural place for people to you know talk about these other issues. I think um, there's obviously a lot of privacy concerns um, with what's happening on Facebook right now, um, and it's also um, it's a place where again most people are used to sharing like you know, their fun vacation photos or like this awesome dinner that I ate. Um, uh, you want they most people are sharing their best stuff on Facebook. And um, with the Mighty, I think we've really built a very safe and trusted community where you can share the hard stuff um, and, and you can be anonymous and you don't have to you know, use your real name. You can talk about issues that you may not want to talk about with your friends and family and, and those kinds of things. So um, we're adding people every, you know, every minute. We add new people joining the community, starting to post, um, and that's all happening organically. So it's clearly a need is out there beyond um, what Facebook and others have done so far. That's really interesting that you also allow people to post anonymously. I think mm -hmm. that's um, allows them to be more free and able to express themselves without feeling like they're going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for people dealing with illnesses that are not common and they may not even understand what's going on to them themselves. So uh, that's a really great feature to have. Uh, how many users do you currently have and what's like your monthly levels of active users yeah so we have um, it's close to three million members of the community and so we, we look at metrics a couple different ways one is just 
um, how many times is, is the content that's being produced actually viewed across not just the Mighty, but we work with hundreds of nonprofit organizations. We work, um, you know, we distribute our content across other social networking sites like a Facebook or a Pinterest or Twitter. Um, and then we work with dozens of media companies like Huffington Post, um, Time, Yahoo, you know, that syndicate some of the content that gets it out there. So all of that gives us a reach of um, um, that content's being viewed about 100 million times a month. Um, and then wow. uh, and then we have, um, that's kind of, if you think about it as like a bullseye, that's kind of the outer edges, right? And then as you get into the sweet spot of the bullseye, it's really the, um, the folks who are super active in the community. So we have about, uh, again, close to 3 million members who have actually signed up. They said who they are, what, um, what conditions they face. Um, most people will put in three or four different conditions. It's not always like, I just have diabetes and that's all I care about. Um, it's generally that you care about some other things too. Um, it could be, and it doesn't have to be health condition. It could be parenting. It could be, you know, things outside of just a, a disease state. Um, and, and they let us know, are they a patient? Are they a caregiver? Are they a healthcare provider? Um, and so they give us the kind of information that helps us give them content that's going to be most meaningful to them and helpful to them. Um, and then I'd say the, the, the sweet spot of the target, you really get down to the bullseye, is uh, the people um, who are posting frequently. So we now have, you know, the, um, the average person who downloads our app, for in instance, if they post once, they're coming back uh, over 30 times a month. Um, and so they're really involved and engaged that's in the community. Active. Yeah, and so that that's really what's key so that um, because those people are helping, um, they're either asking questions, right, and getting people to respond or they're responding to other folks. And if the community members are not engaged, none of this works, right? And so um, mm -hmm. we really depend on those, you know, that, that cohort of folks who are uh, super active, um, you know, just to, to become, you know, just more and more involved. And I mean, if you look at, let's say, stats of other social networking platforms on LinkedIn, um, I've heard that it's roughly 3% of the entire LinkedIn community creates all the content, mm -hmm. right? And so right now for us, it's about 25% of our community is creating content. So we're very happy actually that there's that many people. Like generally, if you sign up, you are pretty active and you, you want to be a part of it. People seem to like the platform in yep. that case, and they find it useful and valuable. That's really great. Uh, you mentioned that there are different like conditions that patients might have, and they mm -hmm. might subscribe to those communities specifically. How many conditions are on the platform currently? So there's over 900 right now that are conditions, but we, we've actually branched off from just thinking about conditions to thinking about communities. Um, there are, our fastest growing com communities are actually not um, condition specific, meaning something like we have a community called uh, 52 Small Things. And it's literally, the idea was, how do we help people set and achieve goals? You know, do, anything to do with their health. And- um, It's like once a week, 52? Exactly, yeah. so it's just a matter of like, people, you know, we suggest some goals, they can also just set their own. For some people, their goal may be, you know, getting out and, and running and exercising. Others could be, you know, we've had people say, I wanna take a shower every day this week. Like that is their goal. And the rest of the community is supportive of them. So in a case like 52 Small Things, it doesn't matter if you're dealing with a mental health issue or a chronic pain issue or a rare disease. Um, it's more about like, how can we be helpful to each other? Mm -hmm. um, uh, then another big one is check in with me. And it's just folks who, um, they're either there to, um, you know, ask questions or just, you know, just kind of, they, they want support. And then there's a lot of people who join and actually just give support. Um, and so, 
um, some of those communities are actually growing much faster than just ones that are, you know, call it um, just anxiety or rheumatoid arthritis or breast cancer or, you know, a very specific condition. Um, and so now we have about 25,000 different um, hashtags, which are the way we kind of build wow. communities um, that are active and being used across, the, uh, across, you know, the 3 million or so of members. So you started the company about five years ago, you said, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's grown since then, obviously. Who or how many employees do you currently have? Uh, we have a little less than 50 now uh, people um, on the team. Uh, and we have an office in New York, uh, or we have folks in New York, folks in LA, and then um, about a third of the team is, actually works remotely. So we've actually hired from the community. Uh, so our you know disability editor has cerebral palsy. Like it's hard to run the disability community unless you're really personally invested in it and understand it can be very empathetic of that community. Our rare disease editor was the first person in the world to get gene therapy, mm. right? Um, our moderator who helps make this a really safe and you know secure, you know trustworthy community um, uh, has spina bifida, has a son with spina bifida. Mm. And also had a similar kind of job at Huffington Post. So she's got the skills, but she also has the empathy, the understanding, you know, behind all this. Um, and we found that, you know, the best way to grow community is to put a leader in place who really understands it, who came out of the community. And so most of our employees, um, again, are, you know, uh, dealing with a health issue or it could be a caregiver for someone with a health issue. Um, and that's honestly what has drawn people to, to becoming part of the company. No, that sounds great. You have these passionate people and they already have the skills, so it seems like a perfect fit uh, to be working at The Mighty. Really cool. What is your business model and how are you, you know, generating revenue and how do you sustain your business? Uh, so our model right now, um, we've spent the first several years really focused on just building the community itself. Um, and then um, we started, we kind of look at it as uh, offering clients um, either access or insights, you know, into the community. And the access part is, um, uh, think of it as native advertising or content marketing. And so um, the great thing is it's actual content. So, you know, it could be a sponsored post or something like that. Or we've had videos from clients that we've worked on, you know, building together, get millions of views because it's super relevant to the community itself. And so it's very authentic. Um, and so that's that side of it, that's the majority of our revenue today. Um, and we're building out more of an insights business. So what we do is, um, just because of how much content is being generated on the platform, we strip away any kind of personal information. You know, we don't, you know, sell personal information or anything like that, but we can look, for instance, in aggregate at, you know, 30,000 posts, in a, let's call it bipolar disorder. And um, again, stripping away any kind of who wrote it or anything, just looking at the text associated with um, the hashtag bipolar disorder. Um, and we can glean all sorts of different things from there, uh, qualitative, quantitative, you know, data. Um, and that's uh, super helpful, not just for clients, but like we have researchers leaning in. So we're doing projects, you know, research projects with um, folks at Harvard and Columbia and many others um, who just see this. We have a super engaged community who wants to participate in these things. Um, we also do some things like surveys, in which case, you know, someone um, who is, you know, uh, answering a survey, they see it's very clear to them, you know, the company that may be paying for this survey. So we run some surveys where we just, as a community, we want to understand a lot more, you know, from folks. We did one recently on fibromyalgia, um, was not paid for by a client, but we wanted to build out a guide that gave people a much better sense of how do people you know, manage the, their care and, and what's helpful and what's not. 
we had 14,000 people living with fibromyalgia complete a 45 question survey. Wow. Um, and so the data from that is hugely valuable as we put something together to show just people coming to the platform, hey, this is this is what other people are experiencing. These are the things that have been helpful for them. Um, and we also had seven doctors um, uh, who care for patients with fibromyalgia review all that before we published it. So it actually, you know, the last thing we want to do is put out information that um, just may not be appropriate, you know, for other people. So it's, you know, crowdsourcing a lot of this, but also, you know, um, having this, you know, kind of covering it with, um, uh, with doctors who, you know, who care for patients like this uh, to kind of review that to make sure the information we're putting out is, is good and actually helpful to people. That's super interesting. I just had a thought about like clinical trials and um, post phase three trials and thinking about real world evidence. Mm -hmm. And you have, I'm sure, patients or users on your platform that have said, I've started taking this medicine, I'm feeling this way. So mm -hmm. this is like really gold yep. for pharmaceutical companies and, and those researchers. So Yeah, I mean, when we talk about like healthcare data, um, and I mean, it's everywhere. It's, uh, you know, obviously people talk about um, uh, EMRs and I mean, my the watch that I'm wearing is giving, is tracking mm -hmm. healthcare data, all these different kinds, insurance claims. Um, but the data that we're getting is so valuable because it's how people are actually experiencing the conditions that they're living with. And um, we can, we're collecting that in, in just mass quantities. And again, um, you know, we handle privacy concerns by um, de-identifying all of this. So it's all anonymized data. Um, a client would never see personal information on, on anybody. Um, but by, uh, by looking at and aggregate all this information, it, it's so helpful to scientists and researchers, um, you know, clients. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways it can be, um, you know, really used uh, that's, that's very helpful to people. In what ways, if any, yep. can blockchain technology add value to your business and or, you know, provide additional value to your users? I think, I mean, what strikes me about blockchain is as it's applied to healthcare, um, it solves a couple, you know, I'd say very big issues. So one is um, just the trust, right? And so one of the issues, you know, that we have, um, we not being the mighty, just call it the entire healthcare ecosystem, um, is around like data is so valuable to so many people, but there's a lot of trust issues and it's, you know, uh, there's uh, good reasons why it, it isn't shared with everyone, right? But there are breaches like, you know, that happened, the recent one with Quest Diagnostics. Yep. Yep. And so, um, you know, what blockchain can do because the, the ledgers that are essentially created there, uh, um, everyone that's part of that, you know, kind of blockchain sees the, the data, right? And so, and sees how it's being changed. Um, and so that makes it much more secure in terms of it's harder to, you know, go in and, and change something and do something that would, again, some, you know, it, it, it prevents more breaches. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it also makes, it builds trust because, um, you know, just all the you know, transparency issues that are apparent in it. You're, you're seeing, I think what's exciting is where in the past uh, you have a lot of uh, different companies who didn't want to work together. They're competitive in some way. Um, now they're actually collaborating mm -hmm. around blockchain, right? And so um, at the, e the end of the day, like that is really valuable for patients, sure. <laughs> right? Because like we want this information shared with the appropriate people that will end up with our, you know, with, with you know, people being served better. And I think the fact that you see all these different organizations uh, collaborating around blockchain, I think the end result is going to be much better for people. Right. Blockchain allows people to develop different business models where you can actually create bridges of communications mm -hmm. with different companies yep. um, and still 
be incentivized to push that specific economic model forward and not feel like you're having to compete with them yes, exactly. for, for market value or market share. Exactly. Um, and so that, that to me is an encouraging sign that you know we're obviously at the beginning stages of how blockchain is being applied to healthcare, mm-hmm. but the fact that big companies are working together using it is, is to me very encouraging. Describe your experience as a startup participant in this year's Mass Challenge Health Tech Cohort. Um, so we had a great experience. I think part of that came from, you know, honestly meeting great entrepreneurs um, and we're, you know, collaborating actually with a few of them, um, uh, which, you know, is, is awesome. And then uh, we, we were working specifically with AARP. Nice. And, um, and it was a great collaboration and it's going to con- continue on well beyond, you know, this, um, you know, the mass challenge experience. Um, and for us, it was, you know, they looked at us and saw that we've got, you know, millions of people who are helping each other. They serve, th- they have 38 million members um, and they're, you know, in their viewpoint, they're doing great in terms of, um, you know, helping those 38 million, but they are still f- figuring out the right ways to get those 38 million to help each other. Mm-hmm. And our platform was already, you know, built in a way that was, it was people helping each other. And so it made for a very good collaboration. We've helped um, AARP build communities. We've, you know, gotten in front of people that we hadn't before, um, members of AARP, and let them know about what the mighty is and getting them to join our community. And so it's been, I, I would say, very mutually beneficial um, to AARP as well as the mighty. What does your company roadmap look like? Um, so our roadmap is uh, we're going to get much deeper into the um, you know kind of uh, the data science you know part of it. I think um, the collaborations that we've done with academics actually is, is super encouraging for us in terms of the value that we can add in research and those those types of things. Um, I think it's uh, you know continuing to grow the community. So at the end of the day, it's about how do we serve people better? What are their needs? What you know? What can we do um, more of? You know, the number one thing we would get in surveys was that people wanted to get together in person, hmm. you know, locally with other people that were dealing with the same kind of health issues they they've had. And so we launched our first event six months ago um, uh, to bring people together. And I'm proud to say uh, it's almost on a daily basis now. We're getting people wow. together um, in different locations where it's a community member applies to be a host. We help that person. Uh, find others in the community that are nearby that would you know maybe interested in, in, in meeting up. Um, we help them find a place to do it for free, um, oh, and, that's really and great. we help them. Yeah, we've got a partnership with WeWork now, so that you know we can use WeWorks around the world um, to as places where people can get together. Um, and so it's really just facilitating what they want. Um, our job is at the end of the day, that's our job is how can we serve this community better. And so our roadmap is really defined on you know, those things, uh, you know, that we think that, w- that we could actually add real value to, p- to people's lives. And, um, and you know, events, just in-person events, you know, who knew when we started this as a, a way to connect people digitally that the end result in many cases was we're going to actually help them get together in person, put their fo- cell phones down, right, <laughs> and talk face-to-face with other people that they never would have met before that can, you know, they can help each other out. So, um uh, is but, the Mighty on the mobile app as well? Yes. So we have got uh, an iOS app and the Android is coming soon. Um, and that's honestly 85% of the people who are on the Mighty um, are, are using it on mobile devices. Um, and so the app is it's very clear to us um, just in the early data that we have from the iOS app that the, the usage is kind of skyrocketing in terms of if we give people the app, the likelihood that they're going to participate at a higher level is, is through the roof. Um, and so I think years from now, most people will know us just as the app, more so than all the things we created on desktop and mobile web and, and all that. Well, Mike, um, thank you for taking time out to speak with me today. I think this is awesome what you're doing. I think it's super important. 
uh, The Mighty, everybody. So check it out. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Best of luck to you, and hopefully, you know, this success will continue. All right. Thanks very much, Ray. Hey, y'all, you cyberpunk health warriors and nimble digital disruptors. Check out healthunchained.org. And remember to subscribe to Health Unchained on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Join the Health Unchained community on our Telegram group, t.me slash healthunchained. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, your bosses, your teams, your students to listen and subscribe. Thank you.